You're listening to The Stockholmer with Maddie Savage, bringing you inspiring voices from Sweden's global capital. The Stockholmer. The Stockholmer. I always knew I wanted to travel. Even growing up in Nigeria, I was always like engrossed in maps and saying one day I'll get to the North Pole. So I knew travel was going to be in my future. I just didn't know it was going to be this way. Ten years ago, Nigerian Lola Orkestrom was working in the US as a computer programmer. Then, a Swedish guy she met online changed her life and set her on a road towards becoming an award-winning travel photographer. Her works appeared in National Geographic Traveller, The Guardian, The Lonely Planet. In this episode, we get to see Stockholm through her lens. The Stockholmer. Lola, thank you so much for being on the Stockholmer podcast. You have brought us to one of your favourite places in the city and it is an absolute feast for the eyes. Do you want to just explain exactly where we are? Yeah, absolutely. But first of all, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, we are sitting on top of a hill called Forfengen on the northeast perimeter of the island called Sodomam. And what makes this place really extra special is because it's very easy to forget that Stockholm is built on 14 different islands. And until you go, ah, and actually see how all those islands are laid out and connected, that's when you truly begin to appreciate Stockholm's beauty. So from Forfengen, you can see at least four different islands. You know, it's, it's a different feeling being up here because it's also, it feels like a little green retreat outside of the city, but yet you've got your own little window looking out onto the city. But why exactly is this place so special to you? Because there are other spots in the city where you can get a great view. Absolutely. Well, I've been coming to Stockholm for 10 years now, and then I officially moved about uh, six years ago. I think I got sold on my very first hike up to Forfengen when I actually saw the city from this spot I was like I'm sold that's it I'm moving here and share your story with our listeners how did you end up here (laughs) long story but uh, just to summarize I was born in Nigeria and then I moved to the US when I was 15 to start college was a programmer for many years and then um, 10 years ago was when I met my now husband and uh, just flew back and forth for uh, for two years. So by the time I moved to Stockholm, I had already felt comfortable in the city. I already knew this was going to be my, my city after spending a lot of time. You gave up the computer programming, though, when you came here to Stockholm. Even though it's a city of programmers, it's crying out for people in the tech scene. You decided to become a travel writer and photographer. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, since I was already making such a drastic kind of transition, um, pretty much up switching continents and starting from scratch um, I used it as an opportunity to pursue what I really wanted to do and I knew that had to do with travel I mean I always knew I wanted to travel even growing up in Nigeria geography was my favorite subject I was always like engrossed in maps and saying one day I'll get to the North Pole so I knew travel was going to be in my future I just didn't know it was going to be this way I used to be an oil painter And so what I did was when I traveled, I would take a photo of a scene or a place or a moment I really liked and came home and painted it. And after doing that a couple of times, that was when I realized, you know what, I feel like I'm duplicating effort and I think the photos can stand on their own. And that was when I started exploring uh, photography as a medium to visually communicate what I was seeing and experiencing in my travels. But how do you go from taking these photos that you're incredibly proud of 
to those photos actually being published by The Guardian, by the BBC, by National Geographic Traveller? You know, I, I didn't get there overnight. I mean, it, it is a struggle and it is challenging. It is a challenging industry. But what I always say is um, you need to be able to tell a good story and you need to be able to tell it very well visually as well. So just taking a series of photos, even though they may be stunning, isn't a story. What you have to do is follow themes or, or subject matters that are truly interesting to you and then start creating those kind of niche, in-depth stories around them. So, for example, I love the, f- the fishing lifestyle. I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fisherman. I don't, have, I don't come from that background, but I love being around fishmongers and fish markets and, and being out like very early in the morning with fishermen on the open ocean. That's, those are stories. You can start building a cohesive set of photos and portfolios that you can pitch as a story. And what about here in Stockholm? What are the most fascinating stories that you've found and, and photographed here? Sodomam, uh, the island of Sodomam is one of my favourites. And it's because it's just that eclectic melting uh, pot of just different creative styles. So you've got, you know, organic cafes, you've got vintage boutiques, you've got vinyl record stores. And so I love kind of wandering around, uh, soaking up the vibe and just taking photos. There you can start f- finding kind of interesting characters, interesting people. Is there one photo from Stockholm that you could pick out? So, so difficult. I mean, so many photos, <laughs> so many. How so many, many photos so many. have you got in your oh collection, Lola? I can't, I guess thousands, like it's, it's ridiculous. But um, I think one of my personal favourite photos is... Um, Many people may not know that Stockholm is one of the very few capital cities where you can float in a, in a hot air balloon over the city. And the sight of hot air balloons floating over Stockholm's islands that are just already beautiful on their own is just an amazing sight. And so one of my favorite photos is one I, I caught kind of like at sunset, uh, again on one of Stockholm's islands where the balloon is coming down to land and right kind of in the foreground there's a, a lady and a guy walking a dog that just captures everything that is Stockholm for me it's just so beautiful, so relaxing people walking dogs, taking it easy out in nature that's one of my favourites out of many but that's the one I can think of right now You're clearly in love with your adopted city and you moved here for love which is quite a common theme <laughs> among a lot of immigrants How do you feel as a Stockholmer? How welcomed did you feel into the community here? You know what, it wasn't, I would say culturally, it actually wasn't that easy because I come from Nigeria, I was born in Nigeria and I spent so many years in the US and so I come from this kind of two very vibrant, very boisterous cultures coming into a place where you almost have to silence yourself and get in line and be be in the queue and and quote-unquote... be like everybody else so everybody seemed so in in that sense it was a lot difficult to assimilate in the beginning but how I approach that is I also give people benefit of doubt meaning oftentimes you are one of the first few people that kind of breaks their stereotype and so you are by de facto an ambassador a cultural ambassador to keep breaking stereotypes what you're alluding to clearly here is that you have experienced some racism in Stockholm I'm black, so and there will always be people that are ignorant. There will always be people that just don't like me for the, just for the mere fact that I'm black. But um, the 
Also, on the flip side, once you do make friends with locals, then they're kind of friends for life because they're really loyal. So, so Stockholm is one of those places where you have to spend time in. You have to really savor it slowly, get on underneath its skin slowly because then it's rewarding. Once you kind of once it opens up itself to you and, and truly, really lets you in. And what about in your creative space as an African American? travel photographer there can't be that many of you around in a world where it's the stereotype is still middle-aged white man climbing a mountain <laughs> what you mean I don't look like a middle-aged white man climbing a mountain <laughs> no but seriously though um, the challenge has been actually answering the question why do I have to be in this space because it's always a question of people second guessing everything I do or saying are you sure she can deliver or is the quality of your work up to par when it when it is so my answer to the industry is always why not give me a reason because if your subconscious reason is the color of my skin then you need a stronger reason I mean that's stupid You are making it in your industry. You are making it in your adopted city. How does it feel to be sat here in one of your favourite spots in the city, looking back on where you've come from? You know, I still have a long way to go, and it's a journey, like you said. And every step of the journey, I always kind of stop and reflect and just look at it as a, a blessing. We all have, have dreams. We all have passions. Some of us may not have the opportunity to pursue them. But it also takes a lot of sacrifice as well. So, yes, I was a computer programmer. I really enjoyed that job. It was very comfortable financially. But I said, you know what, I can take that, what, 60% cut in pay to do something that actually fuels me more emotionally and spiritually. And, and I think for me, travel and the work I do right now helps fuel some of that, you know. And so for me, it's just humbling. Um, it's refreshing to hear that honesty though a 60% pay cut is not something <laughs> to laugh about yeah. even though we are correct but but I'm so much I'm so I'm so much more richer I mean you know just the opportunity to travel the world the opportunity to do what you love live a flexible lifestyle on your own terms as a freelancer I mean I would never trade that and I think it's the best decision I've ever made You've been listening to The Stockholmer, an independent production by Maddie Savage, with support for this season's episodes by Capital and My News Desk. Special thanks to our communications team, Hype United, Benoit Derrière for sound assistance, Simeon Ghost for sharing their music, and Richard Stevens for designing our logo. Music.